0: Resistance, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics, have tactics. and have a partisan match. Us. Here's how we practice. The last word of conversation. David Jason.
1: Hello, listeners and assorted ne'er do wells and charlatans. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliot and this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're finally doing
2: of Montreal versus the Cars, or the Cars versus of Montreal, if you want to go in chronological order.
1: Which we hate doing because we try to live our lives backwards. But this was your pick, so uh, or your idea for this one. Uh, so why don't you tell me why you picked these two before we jump into it?
2: Uh, I was just thinking about this Cars album and how good it is, and I don't think. Uh, I mean, it's not that it's underrated. It's just people don't think about it nearly enough, and it's it's really good. I mean, the first three songs are hits that I th- I think everybody, I think even your enemy, the Millennials, know the first three songs. Oh,
1: I think so. At least, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, uh, yeah. So. I
2: mean, there's other cars as well, but, I mean, other cars, other songs as well, but those, those three are just like, just the kind of songs you know it once the first, chord starts it's just they're just really it's a great sound and I just don't think about the cars often enough and I i like them at the time and of Montreal I just, that's one of my favorite bands so. well and
1: especially the new of Montreal album has a very very uh, 80s sound and uh, although this cars album is 78 but but it's got a lot of that old vintage keyboardy sound um,
2: this cars album might be 78 but I would still call it an 80s
1: album I know it basically yeah I know it basically is this was like an early 80s album um anyway yeah well
2: and it, it's kind of surprising to me that's i guess shake it up was the i don't know it seems like this is the album that they got big
1: but yeah i don't, I, I don't, I mean, I don't they really they out big i think yeah really. yeah. yeah um <laughs> and i mean i think well this is to me their best album um they might have had bigger hits actually Let's check their singles, because I know Heartbeat City was, like, huge, too. I remember when that came out because of the videos on MTV. Um, That might be their biggest seller. Uh, Okay, so the Cars is six times multi-platinum. And, oh, Heartbeat City is only four times. So this is their biggest selling album as well.
2: Uh, I feel like when other albums came out, that they would sell this album again. Because I, I, I know I saw this album a lot when I was a kid, and it was well past 78. Like, it was pr- uh, featured prominently in record stores.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's been in constant rotation. Wow, never had a number one hit. Their, their highest charting hit, in the U.S. anyway, their highest charting hit was Drive off Heartbeat City. Um, although they did have a number one hit on the U.S. rock charts. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Uh, but those were both off Heartbreak and that was, you might think, and Magic, also off Heartbreak City. Uh, oh, and Tonight She Comes. I don't know what the U.S. Rock chart is. Uh, who cares? It's probably stupid. Uh, but this, yeah, I'm glad this is their best-selling album, actually, because it is their best. This, this one, when I joined the uh, Columbia Record and Tate Club, when I was nine years old, uh, I got this album. And I got their second album, Candio, which was from 79, and uh, Queen Live Killers, I remember that. Uh, and then I think I got like Lakeside or some I don't know, whatever the hell was on the radio, probably Blondie. Uh, but yeah, I definitely remember getting these two for a penny, and I never paid them. I, my mom had to write him a letter. <laughs> so, this is a kid, he's not going to ever pay you. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on the new Queen
2: movie that's coming out in the fall?
1: You know what? I was excited until I read that they're not addressing the AIDS thing at all, which that's su- seems su- really stupid. That's surprising, and- too. I mean, from what I understand, it's all about
2: that Live Aid concert where he kind of took everything back, but that this still isn't. It still should be addressed in some way. But I still think it might be good.
1: I mean, I, I do love Queen. Uh, that's going to be... I was thinking of that actually uh, when you suggested this. That's got to be a future episode. I know a couple Queen albums we can do, Um, but anyway, yeah, I I don't know. I don't understand why we. I've talked about it before. Biopics always have to sugarcoat everything, you know. Um, We all know what he died of. Like maybe put that in the movie. It seems like a pretty major thing. And also, this isn't the Reagan era. We can talk about AIDS now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I still feel like it could be
2: an interesting movie with that not being a major part of it. I mean, if they just don't mention it at all, it'll be really, really weird. But to this is a movie about their rise and not talk about how he died would be all right as long as they're not.
1: No, I th- from what I heard, there's no mention of it even. So, But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I, I will watch it for sure uh, just to hear the music and to see how he does as Freddie Mercury, because that's like a pretty tough role to play, I would imagine. Um, now,
2: do you think this is the same project that, like, uh, such Barrett a Cohen? such a yeah that he was involved with, or is this like an entirely different thing? I don't
1: know. Who knows? I mean, I, I think it's probably a an iteration of that project at least. Who knows how many rewrites and whatever it's gone through? But they've been trying to do it forever. Um, he looks right. good in the in the. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: The the I was ex- excited about him doing it just because I don't know. He was he's an interesting actor and it was kind of disappointing that it had to, and especially the reasoning behind it, it sounded like the band wanted, like you're saying, more of a sugar-coated version. He wanted more truth. So it's interesting if this is the same production, not somebody else, uh, what the difference between his vision and this vision is. But yeah, I'll see it.
1: Yeah, no, I'll see it too. And it's weird that the band really wants to sugarcoat it because they were known as like having these Bacchanalian fucking parties and like, just crazy sex and drugs and whatever um, back in the their heyday but, I mean I guess that was true of every big rock band but they were especially known for it so I don't know why they they kind of want to gloss over all that um,
2: yeah who know but who knows it's all we're all dealing with speculation maybe yeah, that was um,
1: yeah anyway yeah I will I will definitely see that movie speaking of which I gotta think of a damn recommendation but um anyway yeah the cars another band that started in the 70s like queen uh also like queen i feel like nowadays like they're a band that everybody loves they're like queen and the beatles like nobody hates the cars i remember i um people
2: hate the beatles i don't yeah I, i don't think anybody hates queen or the cars it's either they don't care or they like them i don't yeah that's yeah, people, but people hate the hate Beatles. Be- Beatles. Although there's there's some known sort a couple of...
1: people who said they hated the Beatles who later turned around when they actually listened to more of the Beatles. So that's kind of how I feel about people who hate the Beatles. But
2: oh, no, I know a guy who just he he hates the Beatles, and I think there's other people like him that are. It's like it's still this Rolling Stone Beatles divide, and he's on the Rolling Stone side, and he calls Beatles a boy band. I think that's a a, a real thing that's out there.
1: Yeah, well, those are people who don't. Music, I guess. Music history. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I guess it's the No, but... I don't. Think it's. I don't think it's that. I think it's just an easy mock,
2: an easy way to mock the Beatles.
1: I guess. I mean, to me, that's like a too cool for school type attitude to have. Um, if you can listen to all of their songs and say there's nothing good in there, I think you're kind of being an idiot. Like, it's like saying Prince never did anything good. Um, but whatever, you know, have your own dumb taste. This is not a podcast on uh, aesthetics and philosophy. But the cars, I think, yeah, I, I made a, uh, like, I, they reissued all their albums, I don't know, two years ago or something, um, and in a, like, box. And uh, I, like, shared it with friends at work. You know, I brought it in and put it on the hard drive, and I was like, hey, I don't know. Um, I know this probably isn't cool, but I got the cars, and everybody was like, oh, no, I love the cars. People my age hipsters, millennials, everybody. So yeah, no, it's, it's cool. And this album's one of the big reasons why I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When you come out this, this strong, it's yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I know we almost don't even have to play these songs. Like you said, I think everybody knows these songs, but, um, we will because, you know, that's our job.
2: So what made you pick this as your first penny choice?
1: Uh, Oh, you know, I think it was, uh, see, I don't know if, I mean, I must have heard just what I needed on the radio, right? I, I, th- I imagine I must have, but it was actually after Candio, their second album came out and I heard um, Let's Go on the radio uh, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I want to get that album. Uh, so I also <laughs> got the, you know, I had to go through and pick 10. That was like, that was nerve wracking trying to pick 10. Um, was
2: each one a penny or was the whole thing oh, a penny? It was a penny
1: for all all 10 and then you had to man that was a deal however many at regular price um even with that it really wasn't that bad of a deal no it really wasn't i just didn't have any money because i was nine years old so (laughs) yes
2: and you weren't really eligible to sign that contract
1: but Uh, yeah seller beware i don't know what the latin is for that but that's what you get columbia house that's why you're no longer around uh, yeah, yeah, so it was, it was definitely because of the song off their second album that I got the two cars things, and uh, Queen I just liked, uh, in general, and, well, fuck, I can't even, oh, and then, like I said, it was what was on the radio, I think I, I think I had Blondie, maybe Parallel Lines or something, um, and I'm pretty sure I had Lakeside, who did, uh, Fantastic Voyage, I don't know if, he, I mean, you might know the Coolio, version but that he sampled and kiss no kiss nope no kiss i remember that distinctly i had i went as paul stanley for halloween in like jesus fourth grade maybe and and yeah it's i I never really got into kiss i had friends who had kiss albums um i remember going to my friends and listening to love gun in i guess that would have been 77 and i was like "Eh, this is whatever uh (laughs) I like, you know, I like the theatricality of it, um, as a kid, but the music, I never, it never really connected with me, so, um, I know, weirdly, No Kiss, uh, I can't remember the rest, but, but yeah, I remember this, uh, and this, the, so the first song is my pick, uh, Good Times Roll, everybody knows, and I was just thinking about, I mean, I could have picked any song, really, off this album, um, I was thinking about it, it's, so funny, because it's a catchy song, and it's called Good Times Roll, but it's kind of robotic in a way, too. Like, it's not like a real party jam. Like, they're kind of cold yeah. about it, yeah. which I find very interesting. <laughs> um, except for, you know, the chorus when they, they sing Good Times Roll at the end. Of, I mean, that's kind of somewhat joyful, at least compared to the rest of the song. But um,
2: but yeah, it's a, it's a very, very kind of depressed Good Times.
1: Yeah which I've, I've always found interesting, you know, the juxtaposition of like cheery lyrics and your <laughs> music, uh,
2: it, but it's almost like a, a, a communist regime telling people, let Yeah the good times, let the good roll. times roll. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's very, it, yeah, it's more like a totalitarian statement than a celebration. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, great song. You got any thoughts on it? No, other than that? Yeah, let's, let's just play it. Uh, Classic, good time to roll by the cars, here you go. Actually, our picks are the first three songs on the albums i don't know if we mentioned that uh, on the album um, which is a big one two three punch uh this one's also my pick as pat picked my favorite song really on this album but uh i can't complain with either of these two either uh my best friend's girl she used to be mine another this one's not as cold it's a little uh well, I, I don't know. I don't know that you would ever call the Cars music warm. No. But,
2: but this I think, I has of of the ones we picked for sure. I don't know about the rest, but it has the most like '50s feel to it for me. Uh, yeah. More of a throwback than than modern. Like most of their stuff is more modern feeling than, but this one definitely feels like way before its time. Yeah. But also it's, of its time. Of its time
1: because it does still have the you know the icy. Uh, I'm trying to think keyboards. Not not really. Not so much the new w- wavy synth in this one, but and it does have that little kind of like rockabillyish guitar, mm-hmm. um, but updated. And uh, w- what is his name? Elliot Easton, the guitar player. Yeah, he was he was pretty cool. I mean, I think they're they're all good musicians too, um, but not like in a showy way. Uh, yeah, it's and a, all
2: all these these ones we're picking have a, a really distinctive powerful start that's usually kind of like low key and it builds up. I like that.
1: Oh, yeah. And and this is, you know, this is also classic in its theme, you know, like mm-hmm. um, my my best friend's girlfriend is the one I want I, with the little twist that, you know, it used to be his girlfriend. But, uh, yeah, that kind of regret for fucking up a good thing. Uh, but also update, like, I just remember even as a kid I thought, this sounded really modern, like as compared to the oldies that kind of dominated, and the classic rock that uh, that dominated FM radio at that time. Uh, and I don't know, I'm I'm glad I, uh, I. It probably gave me kind of an in, although it didn't come till later, to some of the music I listened to, you know. But it is kind of amazing that how that this was so huge and popular but also good um so kind of like the beatles in that way Mm -hmm. and not like unlike queen who i think like became kind of a joke here after a while um and then was like culturally reappraised and now everybody loves queen uh i think the cars were always pretty cool anyway uh yeah they
2: were they were pretty cool i uh, but they were—I don't know. I guess no. I guess I guess they never really stopped being like. I was just thinking of David—the David Spade joke about Ricker Kasich. Or no, I guess it was about Tom
1: Petty. So never mind. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, this is a great song. I, I think we're just gonna reel off these songs and then we'll talk more about the cars. Uh, here's my best friend's girl.
2: your Weird Al parody name for my best friend's girl bay? um
1: wow that's a good one do you have one in mind let me try to think Um,
2: no I guess my beast friend's gross
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that shows you how talented Weird Al is my best friend's curl see I'm just trying to rhyme with girl and there's not much yeah he's got a curly tail or I guess a curl in his hair would make more sense um yeah. Anyway. My Beast
2: Friends Gorilla. There you go. My I... Beast Fiend's Gorilla. Oh, now you overshot. Um Just what I needed was my choice.
1: Yeah. The,
2: I don't I, really have any specific reason. I just That's a great it's,
1: fucking song. That's all It you starts need. off great, then I think it just keeps going. Yeah. It's yeah. This one I probably I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, I probably told you. Um when I played in a band in the nineties we we did this as a cover and no matter what kind of audience it was, everybody like loved it. Everybody like lost their shit when we started playing this song, uh, much more than our own songs, obviously. <laughs> That's why you haven't has, heard of my nineties band, but
2: it's, a, it's the opening lyrics are so fun. I don't mind you coming here, wasting all my time. <laughs> well,
1: when we did it too, we were only a three piece. Um, so we had the bass player sing the keyboard part. He would just go, ooh, wee, ooh. <laughs> Uh, which was funny. But you can't, it's like a song you can't mess up. Like, it's easy to play, and even if you, like, are not a great singer or whatever, you, it's still going to sound good. Uh, it's this is of...
2: the only song of our three choices that was not written by Rick or, or...
1: Yeah, this is, uh. Coach, I think this is Benjamin Orr singing this, right?
2: Oh, I guess that's what I'm saying, yeah. I
1: don't know who wrote it.
2: Um, yeah, that's the only one that... It's not Rick O. Kasich singing. Yeah. Rick O'Kasek did write it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and he gave it to Benjamin Orr. It was nice of him. And yep. Benjamin Orr did a really good job. Yeah, he did. And I didn't even know it wasn't Rick O. for the longest time. Um, with Drive, you knew, because there was a video that Benjamin Orr sang that, too. So I wonder... Hold on. I'm going to go back and look at their their singles and see which of these charted the highest. Yeah, it was uh, just what I needed. Sure. I mean that makes sense, but I feel like this is also like, it's like, uh, the Go Go's. We got the beat, which was from nineteen what 80, 81. um, around that time. Like this was in a lot of '80s movies. I feel like, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe that's just like a false. Felt like it should have. have been. It should have been. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now are they? St- I mean, I know that uh, Benjamin Orr is dead, but. Are the rest of them still around touring or anything?
1: They did, they put out an album in uh, 2011.
2: Okay, uh, and how was
1: that? I think they took it's fine. Like it's what you'd expect from a uh, Cars album in 2011. Is they still could write catchy stuff. Um, I don't know if they toured on that or not, but yeah, that was it. That's the last thing they did. Uh, Which and, is fine
2: because they're probably pretty old.
1: Yeah, and it, I mean it was not like a a Pixies-style debacle, like Reunion album, for sure.
2: Uh, Wait, that that album wasn't bad, was it? That had some good songs. What? The Pixies? Yeah, isn't that the one that had... Uh, isn't the Pixies had... Was there something wrong with their Reunion
1: album? Their what? <laughs> <laughs> <How are you laughs> Dude, we did the Pixies album on this show, and it was awful. Their yeah, first but it, Reunion album. I think. The, yeah.
2: Blue and Greens, is that wasn't that one there and that was pretty good
1: yeah it's it's fine but it's i mean compared to the pixies of old it was not fine i mean okay. I, which is kind of unfair i guess but you you do have a legacy like you can't ignore that um anyway yeah no just what i needed uh all time classic and you know probably saved us from having beer cans thrown at us at some shows so (laughs) i appreciate it uh here we go with just what i needed Is just fun to me. I mean, as fun as the cars got, it's pretty, uh, like it's pretty rollicking for them, I feel like. <laughs> but
2: I mean, they never sound like they're having a lot of fun, but yeah. I have
1: fun listening to it. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird
2: mannered, I think I'd call
1: it. Yes, I would say mannered as well. Um, but, you know, I mean, lots of people were bannered. I think David Bowie and, you know, David Byrne from Talking Heads. Yes, sure. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: no, I, this is not a complaint in any yeah. way. It's commentary.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, they, and this is 78, so, you know, I mean, they probably, I imagine they probably listen to some Kraftwerk and stuff, uh, because they do have that that kind of pose down pretty well to, the cold techno future pose. <laughs> um, but they still managed to like, just like Kraftwerk, do a lot with it. Um, and, you know, sell massive amounts of records with it, which is pretty cool. Um, trying to see. Sorry. I'm still looking at their, at their singles.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Rick Okasik is still married to Paulina Portugova, which is, that's nice. I
1: don't know that that's her name, but yeah, no, they've been married. What's her name? To... Poroskova. I don't want you say Portugal
2: that's Portugal. good enough it's good enough for her she should have changed her name to ocasic because it's easier to say yeah
1: huh. Eastern European names coming in with a all- american name like ocasic come on exactly uh yeah no the I, yeah it's weird that they're still married it's weird that they got married in the first place because he's kind of ghoulish looking but um I don't know what are you gonna do Paulina liked him, I guess, for some reason. Maybe she thought he sang just what I needed. And then she was stuck.
2: Wait, they got separated in May.
1: Did they really? That's what uh, Wikipedia claims. Separated? Just like, wait, last month?
2: Mm-hmm. May 3rd, 2018. Peacefully separated.
1: Well, yeah, I would think so. He's a robot. He can't. He's not programmed to rise up against the humans. Uh, oh, Teslas be... are. Teslas are always blowing up, and they're robots. Are they though? I mean, are they, yeah, I guess they are robots. Uh, I don't know that they're actually rising up, though, so much as uh, taking a shit. <sighs> yeah. Or crapping out, I guess, would be a better way to put it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't see them as as rising up. I see them as just being faulty. Um, I don't know. Pretty soon we'll have robots that are programmed to kill, I'm sure of it. How hard? It can't be that hard. Like, do you think robots will ever have c- consciousness? That's the question.
2: I thought you were going to ask if they were go- ever going to have children. Does
1: P equal NP? Oh, I'm sure ro- robots will have children. I mean, in a way, they'll replicate their their code like into our toasters and shit, but, and isn't that what having children's all about?
2: Replicating code.
1: Into toasters. Yeah, no, uh, what the hell was I talking about before we went on that tangent? Who cares? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we have to figure out what consciousness is first, but I was listening to a podcast about it, and about robots having conscious consciousness, and, um, whether it's consciousness, like, arises once you reach a certain level of intelligence, and if artificial intelligence can give rise to consciousness. It's interesting. We'll never know, I'm sure, because we're too (laughs) fucking old, and they're not going to perfect this shit for a while. Although, apparently, although I haven't really looked into it that much, you know, they have all these, like, anti-aging drugs now that are supposed to help slow the process of aging, which, to me, just sounds like I wouldn't want it. <laughs> I mean, maybe if my bones were less brittle and stuff, but I don't want to, like, live super long.
2: Wait, wh- wh- isn't that what the anti-aging is going to do? It's going to make it so your your body will last longer? It's not just keeping you, like, artificially alive where you're, you're just, uh, like, lying there? That's
1: No, no, I know, but, like, I would If I could still just get old and... Die at a at a normal age, um, but not be like super brittle and fucked up. That would be nice. But if if the effects also lead to uh, increased longevity, like that's kind of out of the realm of what we have now, I don't think I would enjoy that so
2: much. Oh, I would
1: enjoy it. Well, I guess I could just always kill myself. Shit. What's Yikes. Whole? Yeah, too tired of it all. As long as my mind is is there. I think I'll be all right.
2: Well, you're about ten years too late off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I know I I wouldn't want my consciousness like, you know, put on a fucking flash drive or whatever. Because here's my question about that too. I I mean at some point I just want it to end. But also, like if you're just a consciousness, um, in cyberspace or whatever the fuck, would do you think you would still feel Hungry? Because is that like purely physical? How much of it, like at this point in my life, I'm so used to eating and having like having these bodily functions. Is my brain wired to still feel that, even though I have no corporeal form? That's what I wonder. And that would suck, because then you would just constantly be hungry.
2: I've heard of people who go on who are 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 unable to eat and go on a feeding tube, and they no longer feel hunger. It just kind of goes away when they don't need it.
1: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and they could probably, at the point you do, you could do that with your consciousness. You could probably like write some program to make you feel satiated as well. So I don't know. What Until are.
2: your enemy writes some program to make you feel constant pain, and then you really wish you weren't on that flash drive.
1: My enemy? What, am I a superhero? Who
2: has enemies? Mm-hmm. Someone listening to this podcast right now,
1: by the way. Oh, has enemies, and am I one of them?
2: No, your uh, enemy is listening to this podcast right now.
1: To get to get uh, info on me that they can then send to my employer, which, by the way, did I tell you about, uh, you know what, I'm not going to go into that on the podcast, but I, did I tell you about the letters that got sent to my work about me? Yes. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fucked up. Whoever you are, go fuck yourself. I actually thought you knew who it was, but we can uh, talk about that I, off air. I, no, I kind of do, and I don't think they would listen to this podcast, but uh, yeah, no, we can I think I know who it is but yeah uh, go fuck yourself right in the penis eyeball and or vagina as as the situation dictates
2: because we are not no longer heteronormative and that's been approved
1: approved by President Trump
2: and Burger King
1: yep uh, you want to take a quick break and we'll come back sure and do of Montreal okay we'll be right back
0: We had a comrade, a brave comrade He could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamira To commuters wearing earphones oh. He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park, greyhound racing steeple chasing creation, the land of the and right back to
1: the start. It's gonna take some time and patience, Alright, so we're back, so continuing from our talk on the break, yes, Chris Hardwick called out by his ex-girlfriend for uh, basically being a giant fucking asshole. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's awful. I, I mean, I'm on record on this podcast as disliking him and it kind of speaks to that although you know i wouldn't have known it was so dark with him but like i never trusted his uh oh gosh type personality it it always seemed really fucking insincere to me uh and it obviously was masking something worse
2: yeah i, I mean it sounds like it sounds like he's really messed up. I mean, if it's true, of course it sounds like it's true to me. So, (laughs) but it sounds like he's really insecure and messed up and, and taking out his insecurity on, on at least in that relationship on his, on his girlfriend. And hopefully his wife isn't suffering like the, uh, what's her Chloe Dykstra suffered. Chloe Yeah.
1: Well, uh, apparently also, I don't know how much of it you read, but, uh, Chloe Dykstra also said, you know, the, the, you that I knew that I was with, I know you would, uh, You'd probably want to sue me for this, but uh, I would think about it because I have uh, video and audio and shit like that. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Yeah, yeah. But his response was so awful. So Wait, it's he respo- I didn't hear his response at all.
2: Yeah, he re- he responded by denying it and saying he was heartbroken.
1: Yeah, again, playing up that that persona uh, that does not. Seem well it's even worse than anyway. that. I'm
2: sorry it's it's even worse than that He said I, oh I I should find it To get the, the the actual Thing because it's worse than that because not only Does he say denies it But he, he blames her cheating For why they broke up And And then he says as a future Father I would never do something like that So I was heartbroken To read Chloe's post our three year relationship was not Perfect we were ultimately not a good match and argued Even shouted at each other but I loved her and did my best to uplift and support her as a partner and companion in any way. And no time did I sexually assault her. Uh, while we were living together, I found out how clearly it cheated I ended the relationship. For several weeks after we broke up, she asked to get back together and even told me she wanted to have kids with me, build a life with me, and told me that I was the one. But I did not want to be with someone who was unfaithful. I am devastated to read that she is now accusing me of conduct that did not occur. I was blindsided by her post and always wanted of the best for her. As a husband, a son, and future father, I do not contain any kind of mistreatment of women. What an asshole.
1: Oh, my God. Dude. Fucking gaslighting her and trying to make her look – well, I mean, gaslighting <laughs> her is trying to make her look crazy. But, yeah, in in the eyes of everybody else, uh, what an asshole.
2: I mean, okay, if you didn't do it, say you didn't do it. Don't bring up this crap about future father. And also, why bring up the cheating at all? It's just so ridiculous. No. Uh, yeah.
1: I, as a future father – Oh, so until you knock somebody up, you wouldn't have thought about women in that way. You fucking <laughs> dickbag. Anyway. Uh, up Montreal. Up Montreal. It, an album that came out this year. I guess we're calling it an album. It is six songs, but they are long. And uh, they all also, as you pointed out, have two titles.
2: Wait, it's seven songs, right? Oh, no, six songs. Okay, yeah. That's
1: what I said. Uh, And this one is, as I said before, very kind of 80s sounding. 80s uh, keyboard synth dance music sounding.
2: I think the uh, lead singer, whose name I'll never know, I always forget it.
1: Kevin Barnes. Said,
2: Kevin Barnes said this was based on 80s dance
1: music. Yeah, well, and he got it right. Because uh, it, it does sound like that, and... It is super catchy, you know. They do have this kind of, to me at least, annoying habit of going with really uh, outre song titles, and I don't know, man. You know, you can pare it down a bit. Uh, it's not as bad here, but there's still like one of the songs you picked is super long title, and uh, I get it. I, know, brevity's not I, their thing in song titles. I
2: have no problem with that. I, I. It doesn't affect me in any way. I like it. I, like, I, I see mean, it as they're... kind of
1: a weird affectation. Unnecessary. Um, but, be, and also, I can never remember the names of their fucking songs because their titles are so long. But, you know.
2: Even their their album titles are long. Hissing fauna. Are You the Destroyer? See, that's just pretentious to me. But, if he know... is protecting our nation, then who will protect Big Oil? Our children?
1: Uh-huh. You're... You're only making my point for me, Pat. Anyway, the music's good, though, so who gives a the shit? The music's great, yeah. Um, I don't
2: think I realized how long they've been around. I didn't know they, they, was, they came out in 97.
1: Yeah, they've been around since the 90s uh, and changed. I mean, they've always been kind of, you know, indie music, but, yeah, they've definitely gotten more and more dancey as time's gone by.
2: Which um, I don't mind at all. I've always considered them pretty dancy they're like not not dan i guess i never considered no pretty dancy they've always been kind of
1: especially over the last decade or or even more um but the 90 well not but even then not all of their stuff they who cares this is uh they're a dancy band i'm happy with dancy bands so i am cool with them um have you wait you've seen them live right Mm mm-hmm and it was they're fun, I would imagine they'd be fun.
2: There was very, I, I'm disappointed I didn't go this year, but I, I went, oh, I don't know when it was. It was probably over, maybe for the tooth maybe for, I don't remember what album. Yeah, I mean, they
1: have a ton of albums as well.
2: But. Yeah, they they put out a lot of stuff, like like EPs, two albums in a year, whatever it was. I was really surprised by the crowd when I went. I saw them at a venue in Philly called the TLA on South Street. And when I got there, I was like, oh, man, these... I am so surprised how young these guys look. I, I can't believe it. And I was just, cause I thought everyone was over 21 cause I was so used to going to shows that were over 21. It wasn't until the next day that I found out I was all ages. So they were like, there was a ton of 18 year olds at that show and I just didn't expect their fan base to be like that. Yeah. I don't know why. I like have no reason.
1: Cause they've been around since 97. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't think they would, but I mean it is, it's fucking fun music. So I yeah. get it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like well, this this album definitely not lyrically could be played on the radio, but you know it's like a band that to me could be major. They could have they could easily have hits if that's what they wanted, or if you know if the industry worked the exact opposite way in which it works. But I you know.
2: don't think they 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 don't want hits. You cut out. God damn it, Pat. Yeah, when you say if that's what they wanted, I, I oh. They could easily go for hits i can hear every word you're saying so i don't know why you're blaming me
1: because <laughs> <laughs> you went out on my well maybe you need to stop uh mumbling when you talk mr brando thank you uh yeah i well no i'm sure they do i'm just saying like i don't know i'm an old man but even when i was young i didn't get why certain people didn't have hits that seemed super like i get why Husker du wasn't played on the radio there but there's lots of artists where i'm like but that's really fucking catchy and i i feel like it could be on radio and could be as big as beyonce or whatever but you know they're just remain underground
2: of montreal had a song that was so catchy they used it in commercials did they
1: what what song did they use was it i was never young
2: it might have been but no they didn't use the lyrics they just used the 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 music. music yeah yeah it was so weird I was I was, I was Wraith, to the Mist, and other games.
1: See, that's my problem again.
2: But... <laughs> I was using it, and I remember seeing the ad without knowing that it was connected. And I was like, wait, that sounds really familiar. Wait, 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 oh my god, they're using their music in an ad. That's so cool.
1: I remember when Never mind. Uh, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before. You know, it, it sometimes annoys me, the use of stuff in ads that, like, had some I, meaning to me. But but for I, of Montreal, I, I think it's fine. And nowadays, I think especially, like, that's how bands are going to make any amount of money is, is but, using music in ads or movies. I,
2: I think I see it being annoying for a band. Like, let's say you two, and they, they had a, a song that... You, it's a little annoying there because you like you grew up with the song and it was a huge hit and now they're like making more money with it by putting it into an ad and that's i hear what you're saying with that but when this band is so small and nobody's ever heard this song before i'm like hey more people get to hear their music even though it's used in different ways i like that
1: yeah well and as you just said it's not like music that i that hit me when i was you know 14 through 17 when it meant so much to me personally or whatever uh, that it feels like a betrayal no I'm fine with it Um, and I get it like from a financial standpoint like I said nowadays like uh, selling your song to an ad or a a movie or a TV show is basically how artists stay afloat so unless you're Beyonce or or Jay-Z or whoever but uh, no I get it and and, uh, yeah good for them I mean yeah make money so you can keep making music I'm down uh, anyway, the first song we're doing, yeah, you know, I'll let you read this damn title. It, uh, as we said, they all have two titles. So it is, uh, one title and then, uh, backslash second title are the names of the song. So,
2: oh, well, the name of the album is white is relic, back rass, back rash, Backslash, Backrash,
1: backslash. Is that backslash back forward slash? I think that's forward slash actually. You are right. It's forward slash. White
2: is relic, forward slash, E Eerious mood. Yeah, I
1: don't know how you pronounce it. Is that a that word?
2: Is that a word? I think is that's, that's another st- thing. They make up words. Which is fine. I just want to know whether I'm dumb or if it's made up.
1: Unfortunately though, uh, oh yeah but it w- can be true. Yeah. Wait. Yes, you're right. That, uh, it is a word. It is. It's
2: from linguistics.
1: No, of course it is. Yeah, that's
2: But actually that operative. I mean I, I however you say it mood is is a is a linguistics term.
1: All right, then. Uh,
2: pa- pa- Paranoia... This is your song, right? Paranoiaic Intervals, Body Dysmorphia?
1: Wait. Is is this one mine? No, this is yours, dude. Yeah, paranoid Intervals, Body Dysmorphia is yours.
2: Oh, what was yours?
1: It'll be the next one. Uh, mine will be Plateau Phase slash No Careerism, No Corruption. But yeah, yours was paranoid Intervals, Body Dysmorphia. First song released from the album not the first song on the album um but yeah uh i don't <laughs> i don't know there's what not to say what can we say except about that this it's song. 80s dancey, like <laughs> and uh super but it catchy. also
2: it makes me feel like when you're listening to this song that you should be like out. i don't know like tracking somebody down <laughs> <laughs> beating somebody up not beating somebody <laughs> up you're, you're a spy and you're in the car behind them and you're. Racing to Oh yeah,
1: this would be good music for that. Yeah. Take note, Mission Impossible 17. Yeah. Uh, well, and this one also, um, even though we say 80s, it does have a bit of an update too. Like some, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what they called the electro clash bands of like the early 2000s, uh, where they were kind of doing slightly more glitchy new wavy sounds uh but it's it's but definitely 80s influenced
2: all that being said it still sounds like a, of montreal style yes it does like it has all these influences from other things but it's still like very clearly one of their songs and i think that's that's nice too that how he can take these elements from other places and then create something that's very
1: him and modern yes and he and that's true of all these songs on this i i, I think um oh, oh wait i'm looking at the wikipedia thing now it says Uh, Barnes, Kevin Barnes, a singer, listed Angela Davis, Noam Chomsky, Chris Krause, (laughs) who I don't even know who that is. Oh, God, I always fuck up this dude's name. Tanishi Coates? I don't know how you actually say it. Malcolm X and Mark E. Smith, um, who was in the band The Fall, as influences. So (laughs) uh, maybe I'm seeing why they're not played on top of the radio. (laughs) Well, and I as I said with this album, especially a lot of uh, a lot of Frank sexual talk and uh, and f bombs. Yeah,
2: which I don't think always happens with other sure, material, but this no, one really does have that.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, well, it does definitely seems to be about um, about gender and sex. Uh, a lot of these songs, and like as this one is even titled "Body Dysmorphia," you know, like um, self image. Um, but yeah, let's just listen to it. It's a it's a great song. Uh here is paranoid intervals slash body dysmorphia
0: That's how we are here in the fogs Murder of faces and in the prosaic analogs You're the only one with any shock of animation You're the only one who's worthy of my concentration I had to draw a line in my life
1: slash no career, careerism, no corruption. Um, yeah, starts off... Oh, oh, man, now I'm blanking on the lyric. Is it like, fucked in your driveway, I think is how it begins, so...
2: Oh, I thought it was stuck in the driveway. I thought it was <laughs> fucked.
1: Well, I, I don't, it's fucked. Uh, I,
2: don't, I don't know. It doesn't have the explicit label on it, so I don't know.
1: Uh, you know, this kind of... They're not black, so, you know, Congress isn't really paying attention to
2: them. My song had the explicit label on it.
1: Yeah, uh, well... I'm, I'm standing by Fucked in the driveway. Because uh, it fits with the theme of the album. And, I mean, Plateau Phase, come on. It's not not exactly being subtle there. Um, but this is another one. Uh, kind of... You can't even really say, Like, it is more of the same if you're not into the music, but it's not. It's different enough. Um, but it's also still energetic and dancey. And fun even though you know again same thing with the cars like with a good times roll, the lyrics might not necessarily be uh, shiny happy people but the music will it will make you not care or make you think about it more which is is also also, good.
2: also is great is that his vocabulary is not shortened
1: for rhyming purposes <laughs> no I love that yeah it's just big words yeah no I love that too um <laughs> It's, it is an impressive feat to pull off.
2: I think you're right. The, I, cause I looked at the lyrics and fucked in your driveway in your driveway is the intro, Yes. but then the next lyric is of pejorative outreach
1: outliers and transetic operatives,
2: ascetic dandies send, send don't care
1: captions. Yeah, of course that's the next lyric, but you know what? <laughs> fucked in your driveway is a good way to start it. At least we'll give them that, um, let's just listen to it uh plateau phase no careerism no corruption i'm having trouble saying careerism today uh luckily they don't because if this dude got tongue-tied he wouldn't be able to sing any of his goddamn lyrics <laughs> uh so here it is
0: in your driveway, in your driveway.
1: Is also your pick? Jesus Christ! All right, you can say this title.
2: What do you mean also? That last, this song is my pick. The song before it was your pick. It was two songs ago that was my pick. Yeah, but you have two picks. That's what I'm saying. Well, I don't remember you saying also your pick for the cars. You're really making me look bad in front of the, all the viewers.
1: Well, I mean, you should have combed your hair. I think that's really what's making you look bad in front of the viewers.
2: Sophie calls Sophie Calais, Private Game. Every person is a pussy. Every pussy is a star.
1: Exclamation point.
2: I thought that was implied.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, this one is more like, this is more mid-tempo groove, almost reggae-ish, but still new <laughs> wavy. Um, yeah, almost reggae-ish in feel, and it's got some like more funk-style bass line and stuff. But this is my favorite one on this album, too. And it's also eight minutes long. Did we mention? Yeah,
2: all the songs are over five minutes. Yeah. So that's why I don't know if it's called an, an EP. I don't know what what's what's the definition of an EP.
1: I don't know either. It's got to. I I mean, back in the day, I think it was um, that it was longer than a forty-five, but not quite the length of an album. But this, I mean, this could be album length. Uh, going, yeah. It's at least like... going by old school albums, so. I think it's album length.
0: Yeah, because
2: it's not like they don't call their EPs EPs. Their EPs are called EPs. So. Right, and
1: this one came up under albums on Wikipedia, not EPs. So who knows? Uh, well, let's their EP
2: was four songs long, in seventeen minutes. So
1: yeah, and this seventeen minutes is like two songs on here. So yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, why did you pick this one?
2: I just loved how it says the best
1: song on the album. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah.
2: It was really good. Was, I mean, it was the first one I wanted the other one. I had to think about more, but yeah, I wanted this st- and it, it's just sticks it has out that for whatever thing. reason. Yeah. It has that thing that I like where when somebody's singing and it's, they're kind of the, the, the syllables are punctuated by a drum beat that has that in part of it. All these songs have different pieces to them. You're going through a little trip, like from beginning to the end, you can't tell it's the same song, which is always fun. I always like that.
1: Yeah, me too. It's, uh, that was uh, a technique invented by Miss Cindy Lauper, I believe. Who can say?
2: Also, I I like his his voice how in songs, and this is true for almost all of Montreal songs where he, he kind of sounds like he's from another place.
1: His voice, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. His like the way works. it's produced, or just his his natural voice. I think it's his. I don't. Yeah, know, yeah. I
2: don't... No, I think it's his natural voice. It's just, he sounds like he's from another, another realm. He's not from Earth. He's from somewhere
1: else. And see, that's, that's interesting, because that's like something that I felt about Bob Mould for the longest time. His voice was weird. It didn't sound like anybody else's voice. And yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, and not, not in a mannered way, either. Neither no. of them. It's just, yeah. No, I agree. But his voice is, is very pleasant as well yeah 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 um all right yeah let's let's do it i i also like to think that i mean what he said this was uh inspired by 80s dance i also like to think that um it was maybe a little bit of a tribute to prince some of this album uh after he died but you know i'm reading into it i guess
2: but well he didn't mention them in that list of people but it makes sense. It would, it, he would yeah. have to start making it right about about when he died, right?
1: Yeah, you would think. Because um, I get kind of that that fun vibe from this. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. here is the song that Pat said. I'm not going to read the whole goddamn title again. Uh, take longer than the clip. But uh, here is our last song from this album. Here you go. it uh again this week for this podcast. Um yeah, it's just fun. Like Yeah. I think as well, that's not true. I because I was always into Prince and stuff, but like I think especially during my teen, like big indie rock phase, I kinda looked down my nose at like party music, which this isn't necessarily but you know, it's it's that feel good vibe and, you know, to me like that was like not quite as important as the depressing shit I was listening to, but well,
2: I'm on record of 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 having D, the D Light album is one of my favorite albums when I was in high school. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So, there this you go. sticks
2: with what I always liked.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate this stuff more, and I have more as I've gotten older. Just in general, appreciated all different kinds of music that was maybe.
2: I like that of cool Montreal enough. had that has been around for such a long time and is still putting stuff out that's interesting and new. It's always it's always nice.
1: Yeah, it's rare. I mean, I I guess, but they have a lot of members as well, too, don't they? Even I think
2: sure. it's just the one dude. That other people come and go.
1: Oh, do they? So it's kind of like a communal type thing.
2: I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't. I don't know for for a fact. And the other thing about this album that it just reminded me of is that I can't remember which song it is, and that's pretty bad for there being only six songs. But there's one song that has like this extended horn. Horn on it. You know what song that is? Do you I, know what I'm talking I about? I think
1: that was... Uh, wait. Wait. I think it might... I like Interval's Body Dysmorphia has like a sax solo, doesn't it? Like Maybe sax that's... part. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't love it, but I didn't
2: mind it. And I thought it was really kind of a... Like it's definitely an 80s feel and, and like something that other bands wouldn't do.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is a band called Destroyer. I don't know if you know them that uh, kind of went in that direction on I think it was their last album um, with the sax and it got to be a bit much where you're like alright that's enough of the fucking sax <laughs> the 80s sax sound but yeah no, no there, I, there was I like it on not this too
2: much. yeah um, Yeah.
1: I didn't think it was that song
2: I guess you're right if you remember for sure I, I thought it was a different song I no,
1: I don't remember for sure because these fucking song titles like I said Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it was that one hey you know what go listen to it yourselves you can Email us and tell us. And you should
2: listen to this album because it's really good, and go back into their back, their back catalog because it's all it's all
1: great stuff. Yeah, and uh, definitely listen to the Cars' first album too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and also Queen, and, and really every every tape I bought from the Columbia Records and Tape Club when I was nine, I stand by them. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I gotta see these guys live. It's another one. Like, I feel like they play just the right size venues um, mm-hmm. for me, so it would be a fun show.
2: I wonder if they're still touring on this. Maybe they haven't come to the West Coast yet.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I didn't see that they were touring at all. But yeah, because they
2: were they were in Philly in March, so it's possible. Where the hell
1: are they from? Maybe they're East Coast. That's why they're they're from so Athens. Much. Oh, they're from Athens, Georgia. Athens, mm-hmm. GA. Uh, along with a little band we like to call you too. Nope. They're in
2: June 16th. They're playing Kentucky, June 20th, Spain, July, Norway, September, Israel.
1: Israel? Hmm. Well, you know. I guess you get where the money is.
2: Hmm. Someone wants to bring anti-Semitism to this podcast. Oh, I
1: didn't mean it that way. Not too I, late. I was thinking more. You're
2: already on record.
1: All right. Well, have fun over there with those shysters, then. Mm. We'll come right out and say it. Um, I know, I have we talked about this, like, Middle East? Well, Israel specifically, like, traveling to Israel for, like, vacation. Uh, I was always like, yeah, but, man, what? it seems so dangerous. Like, you get bombed or whatever when you're there. And then I was like, well, you know what? People probably think that when they come to the U.S. from other countries. Like, I'm going to get shot and killed. It's ridiculous, these things we have. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure Israel's very nice and safe to to visit. Uh, But I don't know. I'm probably not going to end up going anytime soon. Unless I join up Montreal uh, and their commune. Their sex cult, I guess, after this album. Anyway, thanks for making me try to dig my way out of your anti-Semitism comment. and I guess
2: I was finished talking. Actions. Yeah, what do you got? I think I will recommend Barry from HBO, uh, a really interesting well, – I don't know if it's a comedy, but show from – It's a half-hour
1: show, but yeah, I yeah. don't know if it's a comedy either, yeah.
2: There's some funny bits, but yeah, I wouldn't call it a comedy. It's well-written and well-performed. Henry Winkler is amazing, and it's great.
1: Yeah, Bill Hader.
2: Uh, Don't hate him.
1: No, I mean, he's good in it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think we've watched the first three episodes. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Got to just catch up. I thought it's shifted
2: by the end in interesting ways that are worth talking about.
1: Oh, excellent. Yeah, I mean we'll finish it at some point. Um, I, I know I don't have a real, a real hard recommend for this week. Um, it, you know what? This will be a, a softer recommendation. Um, Oceans Eight saw that today with the kids. That was good. Uh, it was entertaining. You know I love heist films, and there, you know I just love the cleverness of of putting the whole thing together. And they spent a lot of time on the on the planning stages, which I don't mind at all. Um,
2: did you like Oceans 8 better than the... I didn't see any of the Oceans 11 sequels, so...
1: I saw Oceans 11 and Oceans 12. I liked Oceans 8 better than those, I think. Um, Wait. But, what's the first Oceans movie? Oceans 11. Oh, you liked it better than Oceans 11? I think so, yeah. and Which wow. we did on this podcast. Um, yeah. That's uh, great. So you didn't see Oceans 13? No, I didn't. Um, apparently, George Clooney Clooney's character died, I guess. I mean, he's dead in this, anyway. Um, but it's his sister. Spoiler. Well, I, movies are like 10 years Spoiler. old. Spoiler. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I did. Uh, I thought it was fun. You know, it was, it was an enjoyable heist movie. Uh,
2: did Soderbergh direct it or did someone else direct it?
1: No, someone else directed it. He produced it. Uh, okay. But yeah. I'm definitely... glad it's good. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Gary Ross directed it. Gary Ross, yeah. Who I don't know who that is. Um, I assume it's Bob Ross's son. But enjoyable and fun i think um not as action-packed as as say oceans 11 was like i said there's a lot of time spent on the planning which i guess there was in oceans 11 as well but um i just i don't know i found it fun and i was i was engaged throughout so yeah uh and hathaway did a great job i thought as a kind of uh Kind of playing herself, basically a, a movie star. I mean, a, a shittier version of her, herself. I'm sure she was very spoiled and stuff. But uh, and yeah, everybody, everybody was was great in it. Um, yeah, I don't care. Go see it. Wait, have you seen Solo yet? That's what we almost went to see, and then I was like, eh, let's see Ocean's Eight. It's probably not making as much money as Solo. So
2: yeah, it was okay. It was it was not my favorite Star Wars. It was not my least favorite
1: Star Wars. Oh, I saw. The last Star Wars, what was it? Was it wait, Last last, Jedi? Yeah, that was that was what it was called. Um, And I remember you talked about on the podcast about there were things about it a lot of fans didn't like, but I don't really know what. Like I when I watched it, I was like, oh well, what was it that people had an issue with?
2: Oh God,
1: they did not like.
2: Oh, they did not. Fans did not like that Mark Hamill was so mean, and not like he separated himself from everything they thought he should have been trying to save the world. They did not like that he almost killed Kylo Ren, right right whatever. <laughs> I'm tired. Kylo they didn't yeah. Kylo Ren. Well, uh, I mean there was an explanation for why I know. Was... I know. They didn't like it though. They didn't like that he they killed himself at the end. It was all their 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 complaints were stupid. They also didn't like the uh the trip to the casino planet which that was less illegitimate than the Luke Skywalker complaints. I thought that was fine.
1: I didn't. Yeah. I, did, I mean, I didn't love the movie. I was a star Wars movie. I thought it was fine, but like, I didn't have a problem with any of that. Like the no planet, I, I was like, that fits in with star Wars. That's like yeah. a place they would have what, what's yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so yeah, well. they, they really had a lot of problems with that. They did not like the, I think the sexist and misogynist. Well, that's a whole different
1: thing. I mean,
2: but they didn't like the character. Of, I forget her name. The tra- that went to the casino planet. I'm I, I'm blanking on her name because I'm tired.
1: Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> one they drove off Twitter.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh no, they drove her off of Instagram. She might still Instagram, be on Twitter. Maybe yeah. she was never on Twitter. But yeah, that's a different conversation. But fans did not like what was how Mark Hamill was not Mark Hamill, How Luke Skywalker was treated. They thought he was a. he, he should have been more heroic, which is stupid. Yeah. He was heroic in the end. And they, didn't, like, they, didn't, they said it was a fake out. He wasn't really fighting him. I was like, that's the whole point.
1: <sighs> well, I mean, <laughs> I guess that's the problem with dedicating so much emotional energy to something like this. Is that, like, I mean,
2: these people are crazy. They they talk about the director, how he's – I mean, they call him, like, evil. They say he ruined the franchise that George Lucas created, and they're angry that they, – it's. Uh, the Last Jedi has been disney and it's been ruined. And it's like, you people are so awful and worthless. Do,
1: they do realize these movies are like a million times better than the prequels, prequels. right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What the, yeah. Okay. Well, fuck you, you dumb Star Wars fans. I mean, not all Star Wars fans. These specific Star Wars fans. Uh, I agree. You're one of them. Stop listening to us. Or uh, keep listening. I don't know. Keep listening. But, you know, fuck you. Uh, All right. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at Uh, gmail.com. Wait, I'm going to try to do it all. Rate us highly on iTunes and leave a uh, review if you're so inclined. Um, But most importantly, rate us highly. I think it gets us up in the listings or something. I don't know what the fuck it does. Obviously, I don't know because you guys haven't done it. Uh, Follow us on Facebook. Is that what they do? Follow us on Facebook? We don't really post anything. Uh, and uh, most importantly, tell your friends and loved ones and hated ones and yet to be born ones to listen to us and, and each other. Any, yeah, always. You should always strive to listen to each other, and then
2: because if they're not listening to each other, they might not listen to this.
1: That's true. Um, I mean, you're free, you should always listen. You're free to ignore what you hear, but try to listen. It'll make Life so much easier for all of us, but especially me and Pat. So, until next time, I bid you adieu, everybody.
0: Goodbye.